Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Miss, you said you you said you knew Eric. You said you knew Eric ain't done this. You you know more than these three pictures. You know that you know these people. You heard me talking. Uh, tell us what you know. This, this is not fair. It's not right. He didn't do it, did he? I, I mean, I I don't think he did it. He didn't. But how do you even know what it is? Yeah, hearing that, Paul pulls the car over and slams on the brakes angrily and throws the e-brake on and turns around and says, How do you know what you know? It's time to talk. 
because I spoke to them last night. It's it's all messed up in my head. I believe that. Man, I'm just... I'm sorry. I'm trying to get my head straight. I'm just, I'm trying to understand. I'm, I'm trying to understand this, but... I'm just trying to help. They asked me to come and find you. I came and found you. They wanted me to take you back to them, so I'm trying to take you back to them. I just, I don't know what else I can do. Did they say anything else? Well, yeah, they, uh, they, they said lots of stuff. I don't know. What do you mean lots of stuff? Just go ahead and spit it out. Well, they, um, they, uh, they talked about you and their lives and how much they missed you. And how much they want to go home again. And I, I don't know. It's it's all it's all jumbled up in my head. I'm st- dig deep in your head and find one thing that proves that you talked to these people last night. What did they tell you? Anything personal? Anything? Anything that will help us understand that the, that they're alive? Yeah. Um. Eric said that if you needed proof, I should tell you that that you. You used to hide your weed in the crawl space under the house. Yeah, uh, you always, um, you always thought you were so clever doing that until a raccoon ate it. Paul, start driving. Paul puts the car in gear and keep heading down the road. And Bobby's just going to stare through her the rest of the way. Alex is just flipping through the photos obsessively like over and over get to the end and go back to the beginning and flip all the way back through them but there's something that's perhaps nagging away at your mind which is pat's phone was recovered from the crime scene maybe you know the police took all that stuff in as evidence maybe it wasn't her phone someone else's phone Maybe the murderer left left the phone and took her phone, and this whoever she is picked it up last night. Maybe that's it. Can I go in and look at the the record on the GPS and see if it's been anywhere? Like if, if this phone has been anywhere in the last six months? Yeah. Okay. Looking at the GPS records, there is a trail of movement today that started off in some woodland near Lower Fork and then it's gone through the woods up to Lower Fork and then along the highway into Asheville then it seems to have travelled all through Asheville through a few of your homes and places of business and then onto the church until that there hasn't been any activity on the phone for the past six months not since that weekend so maybe whoever took the phone turned off the GPS, right? If if they thought we were looking for her phone, they would have they wouldn't want the GPS running, okay? We can make sense of this as they're just obsessively going through everything. This is Pat's phone, so that cannot have been Pat's phone. Okay, and then once you reach Lower Fork, Annie directs you down a road into the woods. And then down another smaller road, and then down 
another smaller road and weaving all over the place through the woodlands following these these dirt tracks basically and yeah finally you turn onto you know one trail that you know really is little more than a footpath after about you know 20 minutes half an hour of driving through the woods like this you find yourself in a clearing in the woods it's now 10 30 11 at night the moon is high overhead there's thin clouds over the sky and there in this clearing in this fairly thin woodland is a cabin that's standing there and the cabin despite the fact that it's a different place looks exactly the same as the cabin in which those you love died yeah that's it down there keep going are you seeing this Alex you've been out there Sure looks like it, but we're in the wrong place for it. I think actually, based on your actions, let's have a sanity roll here. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. All right, then. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, you failed. <laughs> well, that's not great. Ooh, I passed. I got a hard success on my sanity roll. So just Paul. So Paul loses two points. Okay. Involuntarily, you do gasp and... Well, actually, you're driving, aren't you? Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, you, you don't crash or anything like that. But it's, as you <laughs> see it, I mean, you, you stall the car and it just, just comes to a sudden halt, jerking everyone inside as the headlights pick out the edifice of this... And it's a fairly simple wooden shack. It's a fairly old-fashioned design. It's a single-story cabin. There are shuttered windows. There's a little porch outside with a small set of stairs going up to it. And that's pretty much it. Does the woodland around the shack look the same as well, or just the shack itself? No, the woodland looks completely different. It's much sparser down here. I see. Okay. So it's just like somebody picked the shack up and dropped it in a different spot. Mm. Alex is going to turn off Pat's phone and they're going to tuck it in the pocket of their shirt and they're going to do a quick grounding exercise to try to calm themselves down and just regain sort of their composure because this is a lot and they don't want to go into this place potentially freaking out on everybody. So they're just going to do a quick countdown backwards visualization exercise before they are ready to get out of the car okay this is it bobby's going to text his wife to not fully explain what's happening but to basically give the general area that that he's in okay and to say there's something i have to take care of tonight like a little more sentimental than usual too. talk, you know, just how much he loves her and wants her to be strong. Oh, okay. I don't know what, what Bobby's relationship with his wife is like, whether you're going to get a heartfelt text back or whether it's just going to be K. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's going to be anger that I didn't get home right after the meeting. Are you at the sip and zip again late? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> 
And he's also going to test the flashlight on his phone to make sure that, you know, the battery looks good and everything. Yeah. Paul pulls his phone off the plug-in charger in the car, puts it in his pocket, gets out of the car, goes around to the back of the trunk and gets that small baseball bat (laughs) and kind of sticks it in the back of his jeans. Paul, you got anything else useful in this car? Tire iron? Flashlight? There's a there's a tire change kit over there. There might be a like a crowbar or something in there. You wanna go check it out, pops the trunk for everybody else to go scavenge through. Can I look to see if there's anything? If you've got a breakdown kit there, there might be a flashlight as well. And I do. <laughs> At the very least then you can get a flashlight and a tire iron out from there. Okay. Alex gets out of the car. They've got their jacket on because it's March, so it's still a bit chilly. And they've got an under-the-arm holster for their forty-four. It's covered up by the jacket because they are concealed carrying. This is North Carolina, y'all. That's what we do. Yep. But they do have their gun. Nice. Can we get specifics on just how small this bat is? <laughs> is it like a like a novelty bat you get at the minor league baseball game? I have one. <laughs> oh no. Let me go. Let me go get it. I'm picturing it as kind of a rounders bat. Okay, let's see. No, it's like... like yeah, that, that's a rounders <laughs> bat. It's like a kosh. <laughs> well, happy bat. I ain't making this shit up. I'm method. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be like an oversized pencil. So that's encouraging. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway... You, you are there in this clearing outside this cabin in the woods. As I said, there's moonlight giving you a bit of light out here. There's no light at all coming from the cabin. Alex wants to take a quick look around the cabin, the exterior, to see if it's more than just a passing resemblance. Yeah. Because they were expecting to come to a cabin, right? So they're wondering how much of it is just their mind tricking them into, well, you were expecting this, so here it is, versus what it actually looks like. Okay, so from the outside, it looks exactly the same. There are a number of windows, which are all covered with wooden shutters. There's a wood pile around the back. There's an outhouse. And... That's pretty much it. And they look back at the other two. Far as I can tell, it's exactly the same. And we know that ain't possible. You've been out there, though, right? And this is this is exactly what it is? I've been out there a couple times, Paul. I took you out that one time, and you didn't want to go all the way, and I had to let you off at the gas station, if you remember. Sip and zip. Yes. You wanted to see Bobby for some reason, thought he could calm you down. I had to eat one of those stupid donuts. <laughs> and I've been out to the cabin a couple times, Paul. I've been around the whole thing, and it looks like this, and... Paul, how is this possible? I don't know how it's possible. I'm not any kind of scientist. I, I ain't no extraterrestrial person. I don't know anything about sci-fi. What is going on? They're in there. Time to find out, and Alex is just going to march toward the front door. They're going to knock, but not kick the door down. Okay. Like some people do. Bobby's going to yell from outside the cabin, because he's not that eager to go inside. Eric! Just just hollering toward the cabin. No answer. 
So Alex goes up to the front door, and they knock, and there is no reply from inside. You're telling us there's people in here? I think so. But they were last night. They asked me to bring you here. Well, why'd they answer it? I don't know. And Alex is going to knock again while they're talking in the back. Pat! Are you in there? No answer. Is that door open? Alex jiggles the handle, not quite open yet, but checking to see if it's if it's locked. It's not locked. Y'all, it's unlocked. We going in? Well, hell yeah, we're going in. She says she says our kid in there. I'm going. Hell, let her go in first. I think you should. And they're waiting to see you. Paul rushes by Alex and kind of shoulders the door open. Okay, yeah, you shoulder the door open and go inside. It is perfectly dark in there, but you, know, you had some light sources. Inside, it's mainly a single room. There are doors to a couple of bedrooms. Looking around inside, yeah, it's sparsely decorated. There is a fairly large wooden table with some fairly simple rustic wooden chairs. There is an old wood-burning stove over against the back wall. There are a couple of cabinets next to that, wooden cabinets. There are hunting trophies, uh, or at least deer skulls with antlers mounted up on the walls. And under the table, there is the outline of what is probably a trapdoor. Does it look the same as the other one did? It looks exactly the same. The furnishings are the same. Everything is the same. Is there any, like, stains or evidence that that a murder happened in there, or is it pristine and clean? You look around for a little bit, flashing the light around, and, yeah, you can't see any bloodstains, scuff marks, gouges. I know y'all don't like me. Are you in on this, Paul? I thought we were friends. No, I'm not in on this. We are friends. Are you kidding me? She showed me a picture of my brother. Why Why do you think we're out here? I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Alex looks back at Annie like, Ma'am, could you come in here, please? I, I don't want to. Ma'am, please. She's got her arms crossed across her chest and her head down and reductantly she shuffles into the doorway. Ma'am, why in here did you see them? You, you took a picture, but I can't quite tell on, on the phone where you took that, that picture, ma'am. Over there. Uh, she points out a section of the wall between a couple of the windows. There's no one here. Paul gets his flashlight out and illuminates that wall for Alex. Yeah, there's no sign of anything. It looks the same. Yeah. Ma'am, there, there's no one here, and my friend here has been walking all around this place, and we, we don't see any sign that anyone's been here in a while. And as you say that, you hear the sound of something crashing to the ground outside. I'm drawing my gun. 
Oh, okay. This is too much. This is too much. I am startled. <laughs> I am pulling out my 44. Safety off. Yeah, okay. Okay, my bat's at the ready. Seeing Alex do that, Bobby's going to get his tire iron out, but he's going to get behind Alex. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure all of your characters do this. I like to die second. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to go. Screw it. Are there windows by the door, Scott? Yeah, there are three windows in this room. In fact, sorry, four windows. There's two on the long wall. There's one on each one of the shorter walls. The windows are, however, shuttered. There are stout wooden shutters bolted in place over them. That's not ominous at all. Mm Mm-hmm. No. I'm gonna, (laughs) like, kind of lean up back against the wall next to the door and try to peek out around the edge and see if I can see anything or anyone. It sounded like the noise came from the back of the shack. Paul, do you want to go see what was back there? I think I do. Be my guest. (laughs) All right, so Paul's going to go check out where the noise came from. And Alex was going with Paul, is that right? Yes, cover. Yeah, cover me. Okay. What, What about Bobby? I ain't staying in here by myself. He's going to follow them, but at a a little bit of a distance behind Alex. You're a little bit behind. As you're just leaving the shack, from inside, you just hear quietly, You came. And it sounds like Eric's voice. Eric? I'm going to turn around to see where that came from. Okay, we'll get back to you in just a moment. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Meanwhile, we'll deal with the other two. As they head round the back of the shack. You go around there and you see pretty quickly what made the noise, which is the wood pile seems to have collapsed. There's small logs of wood just scattered all over the place. You see anything there, Paul? Just a bunch of wood. Nothing too scary back here. I just wonder what knocked it all over. And as you say that, you hear the sound of movement deeper in the woods. A twig breaking and the rustling of undergrowth. Do you hear that? Jeremy? Jeremy, is that you? Can I roll a spot hidden and look in the woods? You certainly can. All right, I passed. Paul, as he's shining the beam deeper in the woods, Jesse's behind a tree for a moment. There's someone's hand on the tree, and then it just disappears behind the tree. Alex, did you see that hand? See what hand, Paul? There was a hand on a tree, and then it moved as soon as I shined the light on it. I think you've been watching too many horror movies, Paul. I told you not to do that. You know you get nightmares. Well, okay, but I haven't been watching a lot of horror movies. I've been watching a lot of YouTube to distract myself, and there was a damn hand on that tree. Now, Paul, we called out. Nobody responded. Don't you go psychologist on me. Don't do this bullshit. You're the one who's usually asking me for free sessions, Paul. So you're getting one. Okay, well, this ain't a session. We're in the woods by somebody that brought us to see our dead relatives. Now, what are you explaining now? All I'm saying is you called out. Nobody answered. So if you did see a hand and someone's running away in the woods... Don't you think that means they're probably up to something nefarious? 
Yes, I do. You didn't hear any sound of them running away. And you would have. They're close enough that you would have. Or they're hiding and watching. She brought us out here. But don't you think they'd respond if they were expecting us? Well, you'd hope, but they are also dead. I know. There's no reason for them to be hiding, whether they're ghosts, which I don't believe in, but they should be responding if, if they're ours. That's all I'm saying, Paul. And as you say that, you hear the uh, the car alarm going off. Paul, I think we should go back in. See what Bobby did to himself at this point. Let's cut back to Bobby. <laughs> so, Bobby had just heard Eric's voice from inside the cabin. You came. I, I wasn't sure you were going to come. You came. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Get, get me out of here, Bobby. Get me out of here. Oh, God, I'm so frightened. Get me out of here. Get me out of here, Bobby. I, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming, Eric. You're running right toward that voice. And you run over there, and you hear his voice from behind you somewhere saying, Oh, God, look, just get me out of here. It, 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 it won't let me go. It won't let me go. You, 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 need, you need to give it something, Bobby. You need to give it something before it's going to let me go. I'm trying to help you, Eric. Where, where the hell are you? Yeah, help me. Help me. Look, it says that, yeah, that, that if we give it someone else, then, then, then I can go. We can, it'll let me go if we give it someone else. With someone else, how? What? You it's, it, it likes it when you use the sickle. What? The sickle? And I think as the two of you come back towards the front of the cabin, there's the lights flashing on the car and the car alarm going off. And just in between the beeps, you can hear that Bobby's talking to someone inside the cabin. And there's no sign of Annie, so... Could be her. Bobby, who are you talking to? Yeah, you hear Alex in the doorway. They're, they're there. It's Eric. I thought I, thought I heard him. I, th- I don't know if I'm going crazy or... I heard him. I heard his voice. His, his real voice. As you turn around to talk to Alex, you see something on the floor that you didn't notice there before, just by the table. Lying on the floor, there is an old, rusty sickle lying there on the ground with a wooden handle and a rusty iron blade on it. Bobby's going to very quickly pick that up. He backs away uh, as he's explaining to Alex and if Paul's there too, just saying, this this will do better than the tire iron. I I found this. This is good. You're having to shout a bit to make yourself heard because the car alarm is still going. As Bobby's yelling, trying to explain his intention with the sickle. He's holding it up almost menacingly, uh, <laughs> explaining to him, I-, I found this. I think it'll be a better weapon for us in case we run into trouble. Bobby, you're going to want to put that, you know, just down just a little bit. Okay, I'm getting a little wary of what you're doing here. Well, you got a bat and she's got a gun. Can I have a good weapon too? You can have whatever you want. I don't care. Just don't hold it up like you're going to hit us. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Paul, go check on your car. I don't... But you coming with me? You draw that gun and cover me. Yes, I'll come with you. Just shut off the fucking car. I did three times. You heard me do it. Go out to the fucking car. All right, so Paul goes out to the fucking car. (laughs) (laughs) 
And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be like six feet back from the car and I'm going to do a lap. You can see a couple of things. First of all, one of the windows is smashed. And also, yeah, as you flash the light around, it looks like all the tires have been slashed. Y'all, my car's fucked up. Well, we knew that when we rode all the way up here in it. No, I mean, it's fucked up more than usual. You don't have to keep giving me shit about my late model vehicle. All right? They don't pay me enough. As you're completing your circuit from round the back, and Alex is providing cover with the gun from the other side, you hear a soft voice from behind you. Oh, Paul, God, thank God you're here. you got to get me out of here. you got to get me out of here, Paul. It's, it seems to be coming from the undergrowth behind you. Che- Jeremy? Che- Jeremy, is that you? Hearing his brother's voice, he runs to where it's coming from. So, Alex, you catch sight of him for a little bit because of the light, and then, you know, he disappears around a tree and you've lost him completely. I'm not following. I have seen enough horror movies, because Pat and I used to really enjoy watching horror movies. When the tires are slashed and people are running off into the dark, you don't go running off into the woods in the dark. Speaking of Pat, you hear her voice coming from the car. Alex? Alex, is that you? Alex, I can't see anything, Alex. I can't see anything. Where am I? Pat? Pat? I can't see anything. Very cautiously approach the car. Help me, Alex. Help me. It won't let me go, Alex. It won't let me go. It won't let me. It won't let me go until until it gets someone else. Until it has someone else. What 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 do you mean, Pat? Who who's got it? It's 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 the it's the cabin, Alex. It's the cabin. It won't let me go. I can't get out of the cabin. But but you're out here. I hear you. I'm not really. I'm not really. I'm still in there. I, I, it's taking everything I can just to just to speak to you, please. Oh God, get me out of here! Just do do, do whatever it wants. How do I know what it wants? It wants you to use the sickle, Alex. It wants you to use the sickle. I swing around and stare back at Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's cut very quickly to Paul as Paul's running off in the woods, and you don't get that far before once again you just see the shape of Jeremy disappearing round a tree. And you realise, yeah, that, that, that hand you saw disappearing round the tree earlier, that must have been his. But then you hear his voice from behind you. Paul, you've you, you, you got to do what it wants. It, it, it only wants one thing. It, it, it says it'll let me go if, if you give it someone, if you give it someone. What's it? What do you mean, it? The cabin, the cabin, it'll let me go. It'll let me go if you give it someone. What do you mean, give it someone? You have to give it someone. It it wants blood. It wants, it wants you to use the sickle. The what? Use the sickle? You want me to kill someone? That ain't you. 
I haven't asked any of you to make sand rolls for this yet, which was a monumental oversight. So let's let's do that. Oh, let's. I was wondering. Ooh, I passed. <laughs> Ooh, I failed mine. Yay. I failed as well. Oh, good. This is what we like. Yes. <laughs> Bobby has lost five points of sand, I think, from this, because this is just clearly impossible. Let's have an intelligence roll off you. <laughs> Rena's so eager for me to pass this. Yes. Oh, goodness. I definitely did pass it. Mm. I have the sickle. Where? What do I need to do? I, I need more information. I... Bobby's so confused and maybe a little bit paranoid now, but he's at least going to go into one of those empty bedrooms trying to, like, find Eric. I'm guessing by the time the others come back, you have pretty much ransacked this. I mean, there's going to be furniture overturned, the, the cabinet's open. No Eric, however. And Alex failed as well, is that right? Uh, so... Only two points of sand for you. God damn it. Come on. <laughs> Why can I never go crazy in a game with you? <laughs> Give it time. Oh, God, that was ominous. <laughs> you clearly aren't holding it together that well. You, know, you can still hear Pat's voice coming from the car. This is some kind of hallucination brought on by trauma. I had a very rough week and then all of this with the pictures and being brought her phone i'm hallucinating yeah it's just auditory hallucinations that's all <laughs> it's not real pat's dead and would this be a good point for paul to come out of the woods <laughs> as alex is standing there talking to themselves saying pat's dead is not real over and over again paul is slowly walking towards the house his eyes are as big as saucers, and he's just kind of got this dead shock look on his face as he walks up to everybody and says, The, the house wants blood. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't lose sanity. That's just Paul being matter of fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul, we're, we're having some kind of group hallucination. Maybe there was some kind of psychotropic hallucinogen. Maybe that girl did something, released something in the car. It's some kind of sick prank. That's all it is. A house is not an animate object. It can't want blood. Now listen to me. We just saw pictures of our dead relatives have been brought to a cabin. I want you to look around. My car's fucked up. He's got a sickle, and the house wants blood, and my brother just told me to use the sickle, so why don't you tell me about that? What what kind of group-ass hallucination bullshit's going on here? I didn't say there weren't other people here now. Annie, whatever her name was, could have brought us up here as some kind of sick prank. Has a house ever asked you for blood before, Paul? Where the hell is Annie? I mean, that's a good point. Where is Annie? I assume she's in the house. She's not outside. What What did you hear? Alex, what did you hear? You walked over towards the car. You were covering me. What did you hear? This is why I think it's some kind of group hallucination, Paul. Because I heard Pat. 
But she was saying the same thing you were saying that that your brother told you. So our, our hallucinations are communicating with each other. Is that what you're telling me? No, but if we're all experiencing the same kind of trauma with the same kind of drug at the same time, we could all be hallucinating the same thing because it's it's the atmosphere. Now, I take no drug. Did you take a drug? We had a discussion about aerosols, remember? <laughs> okay, yeah, but that's kind of outlandish because she just stood there staring at the damn window the whole car ride. How's she going to leak a hallucinogen? Plus, we was driving. What about the house, Paul? We were all in the house. Okay, but just hear me out here. The house is the same fucking house, but it's not in the same fucking place, okay? Now that is a conundrum. <laughs> Isn't it? There's a rational explanation for all of this. Don't be jumping straight to the house wants blood, Paul, because that's how we all get killed, Paul. I didn't jump to the house wanting blood. My brother, who has been dead for six months, told me plainly that the house wants blood. Okay? Okay. I don't know. I'm not going to give it blood. I'm not a killer. Uh, okay. That was my next question. As long as we're on the same page about not giving the house blood. I don't want to give the house blood, but if it keeps asking, we're going to have to do something about that. <laughs> well, now, Paul... If it comes to that, we're both agreed on, on who the blood has to be, right? Well, yeah, we're clearly killing Bobby. <laughs> uh, what about Annie? <laughs> While you're having this conversation, you can hear there is banging and thumping and so on coming from inside the cabin. Do you hear that shit? Can Bobby also, while he's doing that, be talking to Eric? Oh, yeah. Do, do I need to kill somebody? What, what the hell do you mean? Who, oh, shit. Eric, if you just talk to me. Listen to that. I don't know if it's loud enough for you to hear all the words. <laughs> <laughs> we hear kill somebody. I think just kill <laughs> is enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, Paul, we are in agreement. If the house ends up needing blood, we give it Bobby's. Okay, but I was told to use the sickle. I ain't got a sickle. I got this fucking thing. Okay, we're going to have to get the sickle from the guy who may be the twin brother of the person that killed everybody. Or it could be the same person. We don't know. I mean, they are identical twins after all. Okay, so you're getting on me for logic and you're saying that twins are the same person when one of them's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared for Bobby right now. Let me just say... <laughs> It did not take long for them to talk themselves into this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Reservoir dogs on Bobby. <laughs> now, Paul, we we only said if. For now, we're going with the whole we are not giving the house blood thing. We're just making sure that we're on the same page here. That if push comes to shove. Listen, I'm not the one with the sidearm. Okay. Oh, I'll I'll shoot him if I have to. So now, Paul. We got to try to keep our grip here. We don't want to go making Murder Shack redo, Electric Boogaloo. We don't want any of that sort of nonsense going on. Okay? Okay. Okay? Okay. So. Okay, I'm going to find my center. Deep breaths like we talked about. There we go. There we go. Focus. Okay. 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 So. I feel better. There we go. Now. We're going to go in there and see what the hell is going on with Bobby. And then we'll figure out what we need to do from there. 
Okay? Okay. I still have my gun out. Okay, so you go into the shack. The huge table somehow has been overturned. Some of the chairs are just kindling. There's even one of the antlers from the deer head just lying on the ground. Standing in the midst of it all, there is Bobby standing there holding the sickle with a wild look in his eyes and muttering something about blood and killing. Hey, now, Bobby, Bobby, put the sickle down, Bobby. Bobby, I'll lower the bat if you put the sickle down. What the hell is... I knew this was a setup. I knew I knew y'all was trying to kill me from that first meeting. We're trying to kill you. Look at what you just did in here. I'm going to put this down, Bobby. No. Eric. Eric. Help me, Eric. Help me do it. I can't do it. Eric. Help you do what, Bobby? Eric. Help me find Eric. Just help me find Eric, Paul. No, you asked Eric to help you do something, and you're holding a sickle, so tell me what it is. Well, hell, y'all got a gut and a bat. Why can't I have a sickle? You just tore up the whole cabin, Bobby. That doesn't exactly inspire confidence. I'm looking for our kin. What the hell do you think we're doing out here? She. And you thought they were hiding up on the antlers somewhere? Bobby, what does the house want? <laughs> As you say that, there is the very distinctive sound of a door closing. And as you look round, yeah, the front door, which you left open behind you, is now closed. How far are they from Bobby right now? How close did you get to the madman with the sickle? Oh, I think I would have stopped just inside the door to keep some distance. Right. And just because of the what-the-fuckness of all the furniture and everything being destroyed. Hmm. Are they looking back to the door when it closes? Because I'm already facing that direction. Yeah, you just saw the door slowly close. Okay. If Paul turns around after he asks, what does the house want? I'm going to go at him with the sickle and take a little swing. Of course. (laughs) And I'll shoot. (laughs) Fucking hell, that didn't take long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're all going to kill each other. All right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're not actually undergoing the bat madness anymore. You've had time to come out of it, just to make that clear. I'm not saying that you shouldn't eviscerate Paul. I'm just saying that you don't have to. Yeah. Once Paul asks that question, I think it alerts Bobby to the fact that he's not going crazy, that the house does need blood. Um, and maybe that's what takes him out of the bat of madness. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have asked that question. No. <laughs> I'm not trying to kill him necessarily, but maybe like... Right. <laughs> you're, just, you're just trying to give him a nice little cut on the neck with a sickle. Well, I mean, it certainly sounds like Bobby is running towards Paul. On the other hand, Alex does have a gun readied, mm-hmm. which gives them plus 50 on dex ranks. So <laughs> you do get a chance to shoot first. Are, are you shooting Bobby? Are you firing a warning shot? What are you doing? Well, I'm going to try and hit him in the shoulder. I don't want to, like, blow his brains out or anything, but I do want to stop him. He's got a weapon. He destroyed the house. He's obviously going crazy in here. Yeah, it's it's kind of difficult to shoot someone in a non-lethal way, but you can try. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a success. Okay, what kind of gun is it you have? It's a forty-four Magnum. 
Oh, God. You're fucking joking. <laughs> I told you about this in advance, Scott. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. Are you going to shoot him in the femur? Shoot him in the femur. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mentioned this in advance. I told you what kind of gun I was bringing to this party, and you didn't say anything. <laughs> Listen to your inner Jeremiah. Put it in his leg. <laughs> God. Okay. Well then, then uh, yeah. Roll a d10 plus two. Is it d10 plus two? Because my manual said two d6 plus three. I only have ten hit points, y'all. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> oh Jesus. That's fourteen. <laughs> well, is he fucking dead? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our wolf pack at patreon.com slash Slade. Or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits, and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you, and good luck out there.